the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's business time. It's business. It's business time. I know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say it's time for business. It's business time. Ooh. It's business. It's business time. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, we're in the bathroom brushing our teeth. That's all part of it. That's foreplay. Foreplay is very important. Welcome in. Back in Rob Black and your money here. Business time. It must mean Dr. Jeff Rosen, chief economist with briefing.com is on the line. How are you, Dr. Rosen? Oh, pretty good. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm well. Thanks for asking. Um, a little bit of economic data out this morning that's going to be interesting to talk to you about. Uh, first and foremost, the private sector January job growth was a little disappointing on the headline. How about the details of it? Disappointing as well or not so much? No, it's pretty much following in line of what we've been seeing. Um, you know, I've said this before. I don't rely too much on the ADP number as a gauge to what's actually going on in the private sector. The ADP number is simply a forecast of Friday's payroll number. So it follows the same forecasting errors that you know every model has. So the fact that the number came in a little light doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to see uh, a poor jobs number on Friday. Uh, but that said, I mean, it's basically saying what we all know. I mean, in January, you've had an increase in initial claims for the first three weeks. You know, we don't have a, a quite a good gauge on why that, that happened, but it suggests a little bit lighter, uh, a little bit softer labor market. Nothing that would, you know, derail job growth, but enough that would, you know, stunt job growth from 250 to, you know, 200 to 225, which is really what the ADP showed. You know, we have a little bit of a slowdown. You know, maybe we'll get a little bit more information on it on Friday when the true numbers come out. I have a feeling it's going to tell us that the um, the drilling sector uh, from fracking industries reduced employment, and I, and I think that's going to show up in the overall numbers, and I think that's what we're going to see. So the jobs report that comes out on Friday, how important is it? Because to me, it feels like we're getting towards the end of the improvements, and now maybe we go a little sideways, a little up, a little down, or am I off base? No, it's quite really what it is. I mean, realistically, we have to figure out where we are in the uh, business cycle. Because if we're closing in on full employment, which you know a 5.6% uh, unemployment rate would suggest, you know, the CBO is predicting right now that full employment is 5.3%. It tells us that we really don't have the supply of uh, unemployed that will take new jobs. So if that's the case, then what we want to see is the fact that jobs can only grow by the population. So. If population growth is between 100 and 120,000 a month, then we should see payroll growth slow down and meet those expectations, meet that population growth. So, you know, if we still have a lot of slack in the labor market, and which is saying that the unemployment rate 
really is much higher than the 5.6% we're seeing. Then I would expect job growth to, you know, to still come in at 250, 300, you know, because we have the available labor pool. But it really depends on where we are. You know, if we believe the CBO's results, we can't see big labor growth, big payroll gains like we saw a few months ago. It's going to be slower, but that doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing. It means that, you know, the economy is matching what, uh, what the market can handle. Other economic data that's out today, I saw something on the services payroll um, being a little less than exciting as far as new business coming in. The headline looked good, but the data looked a little weak on the service sector growth. Are we worried that we're starting to see the signs of a crack? No, no. I mean, again, we're okay. talking about another survey that you know, has a very poor track record at uh, predicting economic growth in the general economy. You know, you're asking businesses, are things do better today than they were yesterday? But it doesn't quantify how much better or how much worse things are today than it was in the past. So, you know, if you have a few small companies report in that, you know, their demand slowed and you have one big company reporting in that demand picked up, the survey itself is going to look as a net negative because more companies reported, you know, worse reports than positive. But, you know, the bigger company is, you know, arguably more important than the smaller one. So the survey doesn't really get into that specific, so we don't get a true estimate of what's going on. But I would say that, you know, the number was was fine. I mean, it, it didn't show anything uh, abnormal. You know, I think that the production has remained in an expansion for 60 consecutive months, which is quite, you know, strong. And, you know, at the overall level, it doesn't look like it's going to turn negative any anytime soon, meaning it's not going to fall below 50. So I'm pretty, you know, it's fine to me. There's nothing in it that's showing me any change. You know, the the economy is growing. It may not be growing at a 5% rate, you know, that we saw in the third quarter. It may not be growing at a 4% rate, which is the annualized gain from uh, Q2, Q3, and Q4 of 2014. But, you know, expectations of 2.5% to 3% growth in 2015 are good. You know, it's, that's what we would expect. That's what our previous potential used to be, you know, 2.7 to 3. Uh, I think we're on that trend. Elsewhere in the economic data, I saw the auto numbers for January were blistering, and that's a sector that you've been looking at recently. Any commentary on double-digit growth in the autos? Is it sustainable? Is it good for our economy? Is it bad for our economy? Because, you know, we're doing six, seven, eight-year loans on cars now. Well, that's the question is, what's the debt-to-asset uh, ratio on the auto industry? And I don't know it off the top of my head. But, you know, yeah, as we heard, you know, last couple of weeks, you've seen an increase in, uh, in loan uh, duration, which makes it more difficult to sustain, you know, 17 million uh, plus uh, vehicle sales if you're going to be telling people that uh, they can't really have a new car for at least six years because they're going to be underwater in their car payments until then. But, Overall, if we look at it, you know, the January numbers were good. Uh, A lot of it came from fleet. A lot of it came from truck. Uh, Lower oil prices kind of made it an incentive to uh, consumers to to buy trucks over cars. The number was good when you look at it 
to com you know, when you compare it to previous Januarys, I think it was the strongest January in nine years. But if you look at it on an annualized level and, and, and seasonally adjusted, it was a little bit weaker than we saw in December. So it, it's not a fantastic month, but it's not a terrible month either. If you're looking at specifically the manufacturers, I mean, Big Three did very well. You had um, you know, market share gains you know, in Ford, Chrysler, and uh, GM. GM you know, outperformed everybody. Toyota did well. Uh, Honda was a little light, but still gained you know, double-digit growth. Really, the only negative in there was uh, Honda Kia, which only increased, I think, by about 2% year over year. But it was still positive. I don't think there was any motor vehicle manufacturer that reported negative year-over-year uh, -year sales levels. So that's a positive. And, and the number itself was like 16.7 million SAR, which is a little bit light when you're thinking that the uh, you know year number for 2015 is expected to be uh, 17, maybe a little bit higher than 17 million SAR. So we'll see if it trends upwards, but you know it wasn't a bad report by any means. Speaking with Dr. Jeff Rosen, ChiefEconomistBriefing.com. Anything that you're working on that you want to add a little flavor, a little color to wrap up our segment? Yeah, I, I you know we're going to find out a lot about what's going on in the Friday employment report. Um, what we really want to specifically look at this time is wages. Uh, don't look too much closely at the, at the headline payroll number. Check to see if we get a wage gain. Uh, if you remember last month, wages unexpectedly contracted and you had a negative revision to uh, November wage growth, which meant that you know, aggregate income was, was really weak, uh, especially considering you had a, a fairly decent headline payroll number. So you know, just like this month, if you see good job gains, but you don't see wage growth, you know, you have to multiply job gains by wages, by the hourly uh, work week in order to get income. And just because one goes up, if the others don't follow or at least hold steady, you're going to have negative income. And negative income is bad in terms of consumption growth. So, you know, everybody's going to be focusing on the headline payroll number because that's what everybody cares about. But reality is on Friday, look at that wage number. I think that's where it's going to drive uh, the market. Thanks very much. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist with Briefing.com, giving us some good insights on investing and money um, in the economy, uh, how they all kind of tie together, car sales, government loans on you know homes, uh, service economy. It, it all ties together. I think he does a really nice job of, of showing us what's working and or what's not working. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. So demand for government-backed FHA loans spoke, spoke, spiked um, last month in large part because they lowered the amount of insurance premium that you have to pay. Good story, yeah, kind of. Um... Anyway, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. So Apple's got a mysterious van driving around. That's something we're paying a lot of attention to because, you know, Apple's hiring a search employee. What does search mean? Is it going to be search engine? Can they catch up with Google? Why not just buy Yahoo? Um, search could be another, you know, billion-dollar, you know, machine for them, much as it is for companies like Google and since they already own the hardware business side of it, uh, would it be that hard to extrapolate in? Because at one point in time, they didn't have maps, and now they have maps, so 
you're always looking to see where they're doing something, and ultimately why. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's Rob Black. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.